Biden is underperforming uh, with black and Latino male voters. And they are key to winning in November, apparently. So will this be an issue for him? Okay, uh, Sonny, you have 40 seconds to, to say something about this. I was... Sonny? Is it September? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about, about the name September. Funny. Is it September? Is it September? If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. You know, you know. If you don't know, like, I honestly feel bad for you. Like, I, I cannot explain it. Like, I don't have the vocabulary to sit there and explain it. Like, either you get the vibe or you don't get the vibe. Hello? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about, about the name September. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to add. Mm. doing it's been two weeks it's been two weeks since our last appointment and nothing has really changed it's still not clearing up it's still, no <laughs> <laughs> still no relief okay huh. how are you i'm fine i'm still stressed still messed still uh, work in these beautiful breasts. Too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> yeah, too stressed to be breasts. Great, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> okay, well now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about some daytime TV. <laughs> because a lot of the shows came back that were on hiatus. If they weren't back already, they all came back last week. And it's been very fascinating seeing what they all look like what the Mm -hmm. shows all look like now and for the most part they're all back in studio and I think the only ones that are not back in studio are the view and the real are still doing it virtually Mm -hmm. but everyone else is is back like the talk is half back so they have two hosts sitting in armchairs in the studio and then they have two giant monitors that have Sharon Osbourne <laughs> and What's Eve the on point? them. <laughs> What's well, I the like point? it. <laughs> like I f- you know what? I feel like for so many of them it was like a competition. Like, oh, if one show is going in studio, then like we have to go in studio because people will watch the one that looks the most normal. But it's like it's funny that because there's this like sense of competition. People are like, well, we'll put one person, or we'll put two people in studio. And yeah, but I like it. I think like even, <laughs> even to just have like a, some, I don't yeah. know. I, I think it makes the shows better. And like also seeing the way that like odd, they're doing audiences everywhere. Oh my like, God. So I would say out of all the shows, the one that came back the most successfully was Wendy. Like, mm, yeah. she should probably get an Emmy for <laughs> being able to produce an, a show her still. Her audience, her real-life audience members who are risking their lives, quite literally, to go sit in the audience are the ones who should get the Emmy. <laughs> well, it's her staff. Well, yeah. Which is what makes it even more amazing. Yeah. So she has, she's thrown, uh, like, purple 
chair covers over all of her audience chairs mm-hmm. and then spaced people out throughout the audience mm-hmm. but it's it's her staff members and they're all wearing how you doing masks <laughs> and they are like reacting to wendy the way that the audience would react yeah. because you, she interacts with the audience so much and she relies on them so much mm-hmm. so they're getting featured so much they're like the they're like truly the co-hosts now <laughs> like yeah and and they they really like sell it to you like those people should i hope they're getting paid decently oh my god i hope they're getting their benefits acting. at least they're really letting you have it in this audience like and it just feels like the normal show like yeah the only real difference is like guests like she'll do oh my god some, did you see the virtual. video where they wheeled out brandy on the tv <laughs> i didn't watch it yet <laughs> they wheeled out so i don't know i don't know like maybe you know when she said i i enjoyed watching you on versus yes i don't know if <laughs> if they've been doing this with every guest you probably know more than me but they they treated it as if brandy was like walking out onto the stage like it would be in a normal episode but instead it was someone pushing brandy on a tv screen I love that. And the audience reacted as if Brandy was really there. And it was like, I don't know how, but somehow Brandy has given me my two most favorite studio live audience moments. That being one of them. The other one being when she was, I think it was on TRL. And she was like, but we need the audience to buy the album. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The other audience clip that... I loved was the Kelly Clarkson audience. She's doing something like what Ellen does where they have like audience members on screen. One audience member per monitor. So it's like it represents a body. Yeah, but like close up close up larger than life. And it was like the clip that like I'm sure most people have seen now of like the audience dancing to Vin Diesel's new song. And my friend, who is equally as obsessed with the Fast and the Furious movies as I am, Mel Sheen, um, we were talking about it, and she was like, imagine if you could go back in time, and sh- or just like send yourself this time last year, send yourself this clip. There's like so many layers of things yeah. to unpack about what is happening. It's- like, I don't think I would have emotionally been able to ever process it. Yeah. Yes, I love it though. I love like seeing, I love the, <laughs> that's my favorite version of the audience that I've seen is the giant monitors in the audience um, that Ellen is doing as well. The other show I wanted to talk about being back is Tamron Hall, the Emmy Award winning mm. host, Tamron Hall, because she has like reimagined her theme song and intro for the new season and, and, it's kind of like virtual themed. So she, her amazing theme song, Shine by Fantasia Barino, has gotten a remix. It's like, it w- we were talking in the first episode about shows that could use a new song. And Tamron is not one that I ever thought was going to, like, yeah. revamp their song anytime soon because it's already so good. 
Yeah, but who knew that you could make a perfect song even better? Because she did it. (laughs) She did it. But all of these shows, like, coming back into their studios, it makes the view stick out a little bit as one that is still virtual. And you have to wonder, will they ever be back to join Sarah in the studio? Yeah. Because right now it feels like the answer is no, they won't ever come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't see certain hosts going back to the studio, nor do I, nor, nor do I like feel like they need to be pressured to, but it is interesting. I don't know about Joy. Like, I don't know if she ever would. That's the thing. I could see Sunny coming back and... Mm -hmm. I even could sort of see Whoopi coming back just because Mm -hmm. I have heard her make a comment about, like, if I have to go back, I will. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I hope that they... I hope that they can do it, but I also don't want anyone, you know, put in danger. So... Yeah, and I don't... I'd be interested to see, like, what the conversations are kind of, like, behind the scenes, whether they are just totally like it's fine or if they are sensing the pressure because other shows are like going back you my know? fear is that they're not even having those conversations <laughs> <laughs> okay well in other view related news i don't know if you've noticed this but we need to talk about what has happened to sarah's old show because It has gotten yet another makeover and rebrand. So it is now called GMA3. So you'll remember it started out as GMA Day with Sarah. Yeah. And then it became uh, Sarah and Strahan. And then it became GMA3, Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki. Then Mm -hmm. it became Pandemic, What You Need to Know. Uh, and then it just became, I think they were just going by what you need to know, maybe. A- and that was when it started to become hosted by Amy Robach instead of Sarah. And it was initially just about the pandemic, but then it was expanded to include other topics. Well, now it's kind of, it's back with a new set of graphics and it's called GMA3. And they have two new hosts so it's amy robot this other man named tj holmes they're the main hosts and then there's a third host who is a familiar face can you guess who it is is it like a fake kiki palmer wannabe pretty much no um it's <laughs> dr jennifer aniston oh my <laughs> so And it's like a show where they just kind of do another hour of GMA where they just kind of talk about like news stories and the pandemic and Dr. Jennifer Aniston gives her medical take. (laughs) And I just think it's funny that we were introduced to Dr. Jennifer Aniston when she started guest hosting on The View alongside Sarah and then before we knew it, she stole Sarah's job. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we were saying that Dr. An- Jennifer Aniston should be the new co-host of The View. 
I know. And someone was listening and was like, I've got, I'll do you one better. (laughs) Well, that's what's going on with that show now. And I think we can probably expunge it from our memories and move on from it forever now. (laughs) Okay, well, this feels like a good time to show you some voice memos we received in our mail sack. Um... (laughs) This comes from Keaton. Hi, Kevin and Marie. This is Keaton from Oregon. I wanted to share my thoughts on the idea of getting a guest host for Megan while she's on maternity leave. I really hope that they do it, even though I don't like Megan, because I think the show is pretty boring to watch without a conservative. So, like, if we just had Whoopi and Joy and Sonny agreeing with each other and Sarah pushing back maybe 10% of the time, but mostly agreeing with them, that sounds really boring. I wonder if The View will do that, though, because when Sarah was on maternity leave, they had a guest co-host pretty much every day. When Abby went on, they rarely ever did. It was just the four co-hosts without Abby. So I'm hoping that they will get a conservative, though. Um, Hopefully someone who is a little bit lighter, like Jedediah Bila or Essie Cup, um, and isn't quite so negative like Megan. That's my two cents. So yeah, he's offering a suggestion for Megan's maternity leave here. I would like to see her mom recently endorsed Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Cindy McCain fill in for Megan. Oh my god. Um yeah. I would also like to see just anyone from the election special return mm-hmm. <laughs> leading out to the election. So Juju Chang. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see her because she was there. Jedediah Bila was also there. Um, mm-hmm. maybe we check back in with Candace Cameron Bure and see if she's still planning oh, on God. voting for Trump. She was at that election special. And, um, I, a lot of people seem to want SE Cup to fill in. Yeah. I do think that they will have people filling in for Megan, for sure. I think they'll probably yeah. do that because it's, like, not like they have to fly anyone out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if they would like revisit the idea of having Abby and I wonder if they would if if there's like a world where Abby comes as like Abby 2.0 I don't know if I could handle Abby 2.0 meeting with Sarah 2.0 oh my god (laughs) I think I'd like to see it I'd I'd like to, we've talked about this before, but like, I'd like to see how Abby does in like this new world of the round table. So I would be interested to see it, but I don't know if it's like a five day a week thing. Okay. So this is another voice memo from John. Hi, Kevin Marie. And sometimes Sean, by the way, that's the nickname I've given Sean. The view has the Friday girl, Anna Navarro and Deja. The view has sometimes Sean. Um, anyway, I'd like to know who you guys have in mind to sit in for Megan while she's on maternity leave. I have my thoughts. I'd love to see Essie Cup. I'd love to see Elizabeth Hasselbeck back. But what do you guys think? And two, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why you think Sunny was the first host to break the one or two season host streak that was on The View. And what do you see as Sonny's future on the show? I know on the last episode, you guys talked about Sarah's future on the show. And that's something Kevin and I talked about on Twitter a little bit. So what do you see for Sonny's future on the show? Do you see her lasting? And for how long? And what role do you see her playing in the future of the show? And that is it. So I look forward to hearing what you guys think. 
I honestly think Sunny was able to survive because of Sarah, Jedediah, and Sunny's chemistry together. I think, like, mm-hmm. they had the most chemistry out of any panel since uh, the Elizabeth Sherry, Whoopi Joy, Barbara era. And I still think that. I think those three, like, had really great chemistry and the dynamic was really good with Joy and Whoopi because it was like mm-hmm. Joy and Whoopi are the grumpy ones, older ones, and then those three were like the the girls, the gals, you know? And I think that actually is what kind of saved the show. And I also think Jedediah and Sunny were both very like academically smart and it mm-hmm. brought like a new it was able to like steer the show back to a like really in- smart place. And I think like Megan, when she replaced Jedediah, it just like kicked up the intensity a notch and that's why it still works. Mm-hmm. But I actually personally would credit that era as being like why Sunny was able to make it through. And she talks about that in her book too. I think that um, like Sunny by herself like I think that she provided something that was like so different and kind of became like necessary on the panel like with her background in law and her being able to have different points of view from people that currently like weren't just wasn't being represented I think that like and it it also seemed like she was not trying to like sensationalize anything like it wasn't like a Candace Cameron Bure kind of different point of view where it was like a type of like divisive thing um I think that like she became essential to the panel and when she wasn't there you like really felt it or I did yeah and I think she just is so smart and she just was savvy about Mm recognizing like this vacancy that she could fill on that panel and she carved out her own position and um I think that's that's why it works and also she's respected by the other panelists so yeah and like even though her area of expertise was more of the law and the news side um she like totally dove into also being there like 100% for like the entertainment and the pop culture side of things too which like not everyone has that <laughs> not everyone is willing to do that and like not everyone who's like a political person wants to talk about pop culture and vice versa and coming out of the like Candace Raven era where people were kind of struggling to talk about non-pop culture things, then maybe that made her, like, feel even more necessary. Yeah, and I feel like, I do think she'll be there for a long time. I mean, I don't want to say that because anytime we say that, the next week it's like we see the variety exclusive that <laughs> they're leaving. Well, I know, but, like, so this kind of brings us to Sunny's book. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's finally out, and one of the the things about the book is that she's speaking out so much about ABC and how she was, like, a little bit mistreated and how some of it was related to her race, she mm-hmm. thinks. Mm-hmm. So I almost think, like, that's very brave of her to put her neck on the line like that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like 
if ABC were to let her go for it, it would look even worse. So I'm oh, like, obviously. You mean like if they were to like to like fire her? Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Of course. No, I think that if she like left, maybe it would e- even be because something bigger for her. On her came. own accord. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, her memoir is finally out. And she's been making the rounds, promoting it. I haven't fully read the book yet. I read the first half, um, and then I skipped to the final chapter, which is about the view, Mm -hmm. which I know you also listen to. Yeah. So what's your review? Well, yeah, so I, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet because I think it only came out a few days ago. Um, but I, under your recommendation, I've been listening to the audiobook instead of trying to read it. And I would say this is absolutely something that is better as an audiobook because hearing Sunny tell the stories like literally herself is so just like so nice to listen to um it's my favorite podcast now (laughs) yeah um the book is like a great retelling of her like point of view as someone who is biracial and the theme of the book is her like retelling her life mm -hmm. but framing it um as someone who has always been between two worlds yeah and and like people undermining her or like doubting her and saying you're not this enough or you're not this enough yeah and so there's some great stories about growing up like she tells this story about like being bullied on the subway and these girls cutting off one of her ponytails oh my god (laughs) and she talks about her i think it's her grandmother practicing santeria which is amazing and there's some things that sunny says that she still does it's also kind of interesting to think about how sunny has so many chickens now (laughs) even though i i don't think she's doing santeria with the chickens but it just hit me that that could be related but she has this one story about how um how one thing you can do if you need to like free someone out of your life Uh like someone that's causing you trouble is you write their name down on a piece of paper and then wrap it in tinfoil and put it in your freezer and they'll go away. And so now I can only assume that there's a piece of paper in her freezer that says Deja the View. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's just, there's so much. There's so much. The, uh, like, in, in summary, the amount of stuff that she had to go through to actually get the permanent position, I w- was like, wow. Yeah, so that's my favorite part of the book is that she goes through in detail how she finally got hired on The View. And that's something that Ladies Who Punch didn't go into detail enough yeah. about for me. So she talks about like, all of the she talks about how Whoopi discovered her and how she started doing guest appearances like for a very long time mm-hmm. and always getting offered like part-time positions and things yeah and she talks about how she was at that uh infamous cattle call mm-hmm. audition where um Essie Cup got into the big blowout fight 
with Rosie O'Donnell yes. over abortion. And she just describes in such detail what it was like being there. Like she said, the room full of women was like, it stunk. And she everyone was like, was it like smelled sweaty. of perfume and body odor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so it was just very like juicy to read about that and she throws some shade at someone named October Gonzalez because she was like talking about how uh that person and Lauren Sanchez and her were all there mm-hmm. and it was like clear to her that they were brought in be- to be like the Latina. Mm-hmm. And when she and was I- talking to October, October was like oh wow like a lot of these topics are political i've never even voted and then she found out that october was not latina and that (laughs) they i guess and i wonder if this is a part that abc was like please come out it seems like they had want they had just gone off of october's last name in thinking that she was Latina and considering her for the position because of that, which like, there's so much there. Like what? And then wasn't it like, I think Sunny even says like, you cannot make this stuff up because it was like October had that last name because she had been almost married to a man who had ended up dating Lauren Sanchez or something. And they were all in the room together. He was an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. But Lauren Sanchez is Jeff Bezos's yes. mistress. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and so, like, Sunny also talks about how after she was all but, like, promised that she was going to mm. get the gig on the Whoopi Rosie Nicole season, mm-hmm. they ended up hiring Rosie Perez out of the blue, mm-hmm. um, even though Rosie wasn't even at the audition. Mm-hmm. And her agents, or whatever, whoever, told her that it was because they wanted a Latina. And she was like, I am a Latina. Yeah. And as soon as I read that, I remembered how, do you remember when we were at The View Mm -hmm. and we were talking to Megan and Sunny and Megan (sighs) asked us, who is your least favorite co-host of all time? And I said to them, Rosie Perez. Yes. And I'm just thinking, imagine, like, I think Sunny just was like, hmm, hmm. Because didn't you say (laughs) because she never showed up to work? Yeah, well, I was like, it just didn't seem like she wanted to be there. Um, And they were just like, hmm, interesting. But you Hmm. know, in Sunny's head, she was like, (laughs) yup. So I love that I said that to Sunny. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that. That's really funny. And I did sort of know that Rosie had been chosen over Sunny, but I don't think at that time it had been really, like, confirmed to me. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. But, like, that whole chapter is, like, when people say, inject this into my veins. Like, that's how I felt reading it. So she talks about joining, how she finally was, like, offered... Um, a part-time part on the show and this is was important to me because this is during the season of the rotating eight co-hosts mm-hmm. and that is such a mystery season to me so her writing about this is like thank you for clearing up like what that was so she her and Jedediah both got they announced the six co-hosts of Michelle, Candace, 
uh, Paula, Raven, Whoopi, and Joy. And then they also announced Jedediah and Sunny as like sort of co-hosts. Yeah. And it was so weird because it didn't take very long at all for Michelle Collins to just like disappear without <laughs> warning. And then all of a sudden, like Sunny and Jed were there more than mm. the regular co-hosts. So like yeah. Sunny writing about that, I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like that is how that happened. Um, yeah, she like literally writes about how her and Jed would get like their calendars of like what days they'd be rotating to fill in. Like it wasn't like a last minute thing. Yeah. So then the next season, Sunny and Jed finally became full-time co-hosts. Sunny writes about how they never even got an announcement, but it's not just Sunny. It was Sunny and Jed. Neither of mm-hmm. them ever got like a welcome to the show. And it is so bizarre to think like, yeah, when Megan joined the show, mm-hmm. it was like there were teasers for it. Like, who's it going to be? And like, it, it there's there was confetti when Michelle Collins joined. Yeah. Like She says in the book, like, there wasn't even like a press release. Yeah. So very bizarre especially when you think about like over the years like the view is a show that has always made a big deal Mm -hmm. when a new person joins like when you think back to the early days they had like a competition Mm -hmm. to hire lisa ling and like when elizabeth got hired they played the survivor theme song and it was like who will fill the chair and they had her sitting on the a chair as the survivor theme song played and like revealed that it was Elizabeth and like it must feel shitty to be Sunny and Jet and to be like yeah okay we're here too (laughs) I mean like I think Sunny got the worst the the worst end of that where um she says that the regular co-hosts dressing rooms were on one floor and Sunny and Jed's were on a different floor. And then when Candace left, Jed got her dressing room and Sunny's was still on a different floor. And she was like, WTF? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. And then I think she said someone asked her if she wanted to share with Raven. Yes. And Raven was like, no. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. The only co-hosts that I know shared were Sarah and Paula. But they seem to love that. <laughs> they insisted on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that is like very juicy to read. Um, the other thing that stood out to me from that chapter, which is like full of of so much information, but when she's talking about um, like when she was eventually a full-time co-host, she talks about some of the guests who, like, really stood out to her or, like, made the most, like, headline-y um, moments. And she talks about when Newt Gingrich was on and a part that <laughs> literally sent shivers <laughs> down my spine was when she is talking about um, meeting, I think it was with Brian, the EP, uh, before the interview, and he was, like, be careful, Sonny, because, like, he's smart. And, like, so, like, if he's gonna, like, he's gonna come back at whatever you guys say. He's smart. And she says to him, 
he's not smarter than I am. And I like <laughs> literally got full chills and I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also like I was listening to this while I was like walking outside and I literally was like holding back tears at so many times <laughs> hearing her like narrate it. But then one of the times that wasn't about her, but was about Pitbull was when she's talking about how when Pitbull was a guest after they went off the air, she like took him aside and was thanking him about all of the work he had done for Puerto Rico that he hadn't really like publicized. And she talks about how he had like sent his private plane to evacuate like cancer patients from Puerto Rico. And I literally was like, I can't start crying. Yeah. (laughs) Thinking about Pitbull and Sonny and like this, it's just, it's a very emotional story. And that's why I was like, I'm so glad I'm listening to her telling these <laughs> stories because it's like, it's so much better than if I was just, was just reading it myself. I love Pitbull and I don't care what anyone no. has to say about he it. He is Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. Yeah, he's Mr. In the very best way. Hello, little hunties. We've got some big news for you. We have officially launched our Patreon. Tell us, Kevin, what do people get if they subscribe to our new Patreon account? Well, for every episode of the podcast, subscribers can look forward to a bonus episode featuring content left on the cutting room floor, fun and games, and maybe even a little ASMR of the view theater. That's right. So if you're interested in subscribing, visit the link in this episode description and soon we'll all be having fun. Let's take a second to talk about socks. Yes, socks. I get it. You've been going around carefree in your bare feet all summer, but as soon as that temperature drops, you're going to be begging to get comfy and cozy. And that's where Floorplay Socks comes in. Floorplay Socks is a woman-owned company started by Janet Wright, a woman in her 50s. Hey, just like The View. Floorplay Socks has styles and sizes for every occasion. Socks for your friend who loves cats, Billie Eilish branded socks, Marvel Comics, the list goes on. There's honestly no better gift idea, especially when you have no idea what to give someone. They also carry super comfy boxers and face baths. Right, and this is my favorite part. Their Stance Infinite brand even comes with a lifetime guarantee, so no need to worry about any sock destroyers. Visit ilovesocks.com right now and treat yourself to comfort and style. That's ilovesocks.com. And as a special gift to our listeners, use promo code DTV15 for 15% off your cart. That's DTV15 at ilovesocks.com. So the last couple of weeks brought us a few nice little hot and spicy McNugget moments. (laughs) Speaking of spicy McNuggets, have you tried them? I thought they were only in the America. Oh, okay. See, yeah, because like I can't find them here. So I thought that maybe it was like they just weren't at my local McDonald's. But maybe it's a a national crisis. Yeah, it's a it's an American thing, I think. Oh, also, like, I think maybe could someone tell me does McDonald's in the Americas have vegan burgers or veggie burgers? Because, I think that some places, yes. Yeah, because I got fooled one time. 
Spencer and I tried to get one and we walked really far to a McDonald's and they didn't have it. And I think that some places do like how that one in Detroit still has pizza. No, really? Yeah. I don't think it's That's like not Indi- too no, far. I don't think it's from... in Detroit. I think it's like somewhere in Michigan. Um, but it, yeah, there's like one rogue McDonald's in Michigan that still has pizza. That's not too far from Toronto. Like, you could take a, a trip. I could um, take a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they were talking about the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, mm-hmm. feminist American icon. Mm-hmm. And they were all paying tribute to the trails that she blazed. And yeah. they all said that they cried, except Megan made a point of saying that she did not cry. Um, which was funny. On a personal note, I, I did not cry when she died, but I did cry when Antonin Scalia died. And I think that their relationship is one that we should be looking to. <laughs> that, I was like, okay, well, like, it's not a competition. Or, you know, like, Well, okay. it just was a weird thing yeah. to say. But, um, so shortly after her death, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell tweeted saying that Trump's nominee to replace her would be happening like very very soon and even though the election is like 40 whatever days away and it's a lifetime appointment to the supreme court so these decisions matter yeah and it was also apparently rbg's like dying wish to live Mm -hmm. long enough um so that her seat wouldn't be filled while Trump is in power. Mm-hmm. And obviously people are very upset and mad at uh, Republicans at this time for doing this. And so they're talking about this on The View and it got spicy yet again because of something Sarah said. Also, someone's phone rang. And then I think it's going to be up to uh, Biden and a Biden-Harris administration, if Biden wins, to to enact perhaps... Some some different laws. That's what I think is going to happen. Right. So somebody has to pick up right. the phone. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> was that you or me? What? It wasn't Sunny. <laughs> we know it was you, Whoopi. <laughs> um, so yeah, this popped off because Megan is talking about how the likely nominee will be this woman named Amy Coney Barrett, mm-hmm. and. There's actually a rule on the Supreme Court that if you replace someone that has three names, you also have to have three names. So if you replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she can only be replaced by an Amy Coney Barrett or like a Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Sarah Michelle Michelle Gellar. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Love Any of them would make great choices. Yeah. But Megan starts saying that Amy Coney Barrett is likely to get slandered and maimed by the left. She said at one point during this conversation, I hope that she doesn't get, get Kavanaugh. And like for me, I view that as a different verb than what Megan was saying. I was like, oh, I hope that she doesn't get assaulted at a party either. Like, yeah, because and, but it's she, not... that's not what she meant. She meant like, I hope that the left doesn't try to like ruin her. But it, it actually... Uh, goes off because Sarah starts talking about the hypocrisy of Republicans right now and the irony of this behavior compared to what RBG stood for. Mm -hmm. And so Megan like throws that back at her 
And then she swings the conversation around to being about abortion because anticipating like what Democrats will say about Amy Coney Barrett and say, she says that 47 people are anti-abortion in the States. 47%. And that it's about the meat and potatoes. 47%. And that it's about the meat and potatoes now. Sarah did not care for meat and potatoes. So she said that she, she brings up a point about Amy Coney Barrett and she says without slandering her Mm -hmm. and the tone in her voice was like something I have never heard Sarah do. Like she was like coming for Megan a little bit Mm -hmm. without slandering her. But then her saying that seemed to piss off Megan more because she then she started accusing Sarah of slandering her. I'm telling you, for people that are pro-life, not never-Trumpers who got rid of their policies and every principle they ever had, for people like me, it is a meat and potatoes issue, much like guns, that will get people out, period. Well, one thing, though, okay. that just, can so, I just refer majority. to, without, without slandering Same, that some of the names we're seeing, Judge Amy Coney Barrett said something that should scare all of us. A legal career is but a means to an end. I would be very careful slandering her, Sarah, and, before and, she's even been put in a court. And I'm not. And this I, is what I'm talking about with the no, Kavanaugh stuff. No, because well, Megan, please just give me. Children okay, everybody stop. We're going, issue. we'll be back. The look on Sarah's face before they went to commercial was like, it was the expression of like, See, I told you. I told you this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, like this weird smile on her face, but at the same time looking like, why did I come back to this show? <laughs> um, and also it should be noted that Megan is wearing a gold crown through this <laughs> entire exchange. But Sarah's point about mm-hmm. the potential judge is that because of things that she said around the law and religion don't seem like she would necessarily separate church and state. Right. And she quoted her. Because her quote was about like something about the the end goal of all like service in law is to like um, praise the Lord. Like it was like something very like strange like that, that was raising red flags, which I appreciated Sarah bringing up. And I yeah. don't think it was slander because it was literally a quote from her. But the thing that made me laugh the most is that as they're talking and Megan is saying that, like, there's going to be a bias against her for being Catholic and she's going to get kavanaugh uh-huh. Joy, no one, like, responds to what Megan just said at all. And Joy just goes, I would like to hear from Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. There seems to be a real bias against a woman who has seven children and is Catholic, and we're seeing it, and I just don't want her to get Kavanaugh because I don't think it's fair. I would like to hear from Whoopi well, Goldberg. Well, I, don't, can I, say, I don't mind. Whoopi, can you say something, please? Sure. Well, what I was Whoopi. trying to say is one of the things... Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so the other spicy McNugget moment that must be talked about <laughs> is... This interview that they did with a woman named Kim Classic, the new Kim Classic. That was a classic. (laughs) That was a classic. That was a classic. So she's a Republican and she's running for Congress in Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, And she has this campaign ad that got a lot of attention. Um, It's about Baltimore and it's about 
it's like trying to advocate for black people in Baltimore and blaming Democrats. She says that like mm-hmm. anywhere that problems are bad for black people is is a Democrat run city. Yeah. And she says she believes in black lives and that she says the words all black lives matter, which mm-hmm. is very interesting because Trump retweeted the ad and endorsed her. Mm-hmm. It it got big and so Megan says that she's very happy to have her on the show and she's the one that wanted to interview her and so they get into this interview she gets asked a couple questions about Baltimore and like why she chose to represent Baltimore Mm. in her ad in the way that she did because she showed some of the like not she's like outside of it's like a staged like decrepit building yeah she's walking through like dumpsters like it's very very much like let's only show this like building that's falling down and these dumpsters yeah and so she answered some questions about that in the beginning but then it's just funny because when it gets to sunny's question Mm -hmm. sunny like immediately decides to like throw shade at her because she opens by saying um in her sunny way like Well, I lived in Baltimore, and I know that you never have. So that money is missing, and we need somebody in there to not only find it, but implement it to where it's supposed to go. And and so I wouldn't be that person. Well, I lived in Baltimore City, and I know that's a city that you've never lived in, even though you're you're running to represent uh, the district in in Maryland. But... uh... (laughs) But she just, like, needed to slip that in, even though she wasn't the one that was asking about Baltimore. Yeah. But this is really just setting the stage because the interview continues. Um, They ask her if Trump has ever said anything that she has found to be racist. Mm -hmm. And so she starts saying some stuff about how Trump isn't racist and that Trump has been doing a great job for black people. I think that she like literally said he's the most non-racist person. (laughs) Yeah. Which... Is Anna is there, and she quickly replies, the exonerated five may disagree with you. Yeah. But it ends up being this, like, really funny moment because she can't really hear what Anna just said. Like, she missed what the dig was. Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm sorry. And so Anna repeats herself, but it's still not totally clear if Kim heard what she said. So... Anna's like, the exonerated five might disagree. And then Kim's response is, she's like, I'm sure we can all agree to disagree sometimes. Oh, my God. You know, let's look at policy over personality. Um, And and from what I could tell, the president's been doing a great job, especially for the black community. The exonerated five might disagree with you. I'm sorry. Okay, then. So the exonerated five might disagree with you. And then they, they would, I mean, we could we'll all agree to disagree Kim Classic, when we come back, hang on, ladies. Oh, God. Again, still, like, all of this just setting the stage because they go to break. And I think this is where Kim, like, must have realized, like, this is not going well for her. Yeah. Because, like, she was different when they came back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so it gets to Sarah's question. Once again, Sarah asking a question that Mm -hmm. causes someone to pop off. Mm -hmm. Just saying. So she asked him about how Trump was, about his downplaying of the coronavirus. And 
And so Kim gives this really, like, convoluted answer that, like, vaguely defends Trump. Mm -hmm. And then Joy is like, I have had it, officially. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, she goes, she interrupts, and she's like, you have to put some blame on Trump. And then she goes, talk to the point. Yeah. At Kim. (laughs) Like, check your lipstick before you come for me. But then Kim was like... I actually am quite prepared <laughs> for you, Joy. <laughs> yeah. So she's can't she must not be able to see. Yeah. And she's just like getting audio. So she's like, is this Joy speaking? <laughs> the same Joy that paraded around in blackface not too long ago. The gotcha of being like Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I I can't see. Is this Joy? And then Joy being like, yes, it is Joy. And then her turning it around and saying that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was like, it was so scary to witness, like, her pretending to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this Joy? And then being like, oh, the same Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Like. When it that had, was TV. I know. And, like, when it had nothing to do with yeah. Joy. And so, Joy explodes back at her and is like, no, I didn't. I didn't do blackface. It was an yeah. homage. And the black community had my back. That was an homage. And then you just see Megan clutching her chest. <laughs> and she starts whispering, oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and then Kim says... The black community has my back, which pisses Sunny off. Well, yeah, that woke like that woke everyone. The beast, up. yeah, yeah. Because you'll remember in Sunny's, in her, we just heard Sunny say like, when you come for one of us, you come for all of us. And so Sunny is like, they didn't vote for you. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then she just starts spinning around in her chair and going, wow, wow. <laughs> Um, now, you're saying disproportionately affecting black lives. If you look at cities of Baltimore, you've got things called like a food desert. And this is where you're sitting there and they don't have grocery stores. They don't have what they need uh, around them in, this, in their neighborhoods. And so, yeah, I believe a coronavirus pandemic would affect us more. I mean, look at my campaign ad. Look at the living conditions. That would affect us more. Absolutely. That's why I'm running for office. Come on, Kim. Excuse me. I have to say something to you. He told Bob Woodward that it was a very serious issue and it's airborne and that it was terrible. And then he went out and told the American people, don't wear masks, it's all gonna go away. You have to put some blame on your president, I'm sorry. You're putting it on something extraneous here. Talk to the point, please. Is this, is this Joy speaking, the, the same lied. Joy? The same yes. Joy that yes. paraded around in blackface not too long ago? Come on, Joy, I don't think you should be That's asking these true. questions. I am excuse a, an African-American. Me, excuse me, the black community had my back. They know that the that black was not blackface, has my that back. was an homage. Oh, please, just answer the question. The black community has your back? The black yes. community has yes, your back. They do. Sonny, the yes. black community well, did Sonny not vote them. for you. Well, the black you community did not vote for you. What it planet was during are you a special election. On? Sonny, can I speak? What planet was during, are you living on? It was during a special wow. election while we were still under lockdown and wow. I could not talk to people. Can I speak or are you just going to scream over me? This becomes a big. Listen, Kim, good luck to you. Thanks to Kim Classic. That was very immature, but thank you for having me. That's my favorite thing that Sunny has done and it's only happened like two or three times on the view of her 
slowly spinning and going, wow, it's like wow. The, it's like the most like unrestrained that she's been. Yes. And the whole like Joy doing blackface thing, it's like, I'm not, def- I'm not going to defend that. Yeah. But for her to say it was not too long ago and that Joy was parading around in it. Yeah. It's like, it was, it was when Joy was like 30. Over 30 years ago. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> it no, I'm not, I'm not saying like, it's definitely a conversation to be had, but it's not something that did happen just, just the a other few day. years ago. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like last week. And we're just like not talking about it. It seems to be like a thing now that a Republican will bring up when backed into a corner on The View, they'll pull out the Joy did blackface. And like, I really think that Sunny saved that moment for Joy, but also just like for everyone, because I don't know what anyone else would have said if Sunny hadn't have jumped on the fact that that what that what the woman was saying was was fit was not true you know it's about like, about them it's, not supporting her oh yeah yeah well and i also just think sunny kind of shut joy up because mm-hmm. joy was about to spiral out and That's make it I worse mean. because joy she was made it, yeah when joy is saying like the black community had my back like I don't it's think not that's a good look. the right thing to say. No, definitely yeah. not. That's what I mean by like by saying that I think Sunny like saved her in that sense because she saved the conversation and she saved Joy by bringing it back to like Kim fact and yeah. Kim saying something that's a lie about uh, how the the black voters didn't vote for her. In fact, yeah. but so just like, like she saved it in that way. Incredible, unrestrained television live television wow wow and then joy ended up cutting the interview short yeah and saying goodbye she was like well best of luck kim bye (laughs) so it's not over somehow (laughs) the plot thickens so they go away to commercial break but and this probably is because they cut the interview short. They have time for another hot topic. Joy asks about uh, how apparently Joe Biden is not performing as well as expected with, I think, male, black, and Latino voters. And so everyone takes a turn speaking. Anna speaks. Um, and then so it gets to Sunny. And Joy is like, oh, Sunny, there's only 40 seconds left. But like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? And Sunny says something very, very random and mysterious. Okay, so, uh, Sunny, you have 40 seconds to, to say something about this. I was... Sunny? Is it September? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about, about the name September. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to add. Mm. You don't? Okay. Well, can and I we'll cr- be jump right in? Back. Oh! And everyone at home was left being like, what the fuck? Because that is so, uh, like, what? Like, Sunny has never done something like that. She was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Yeah. So people started online being like, what is September? Like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Like, who is September? Yeah. Um, But luckily, like... We had our researchers here at Deja the View <laughs> on the case. So here it is. Are you ready for this? I feel like I'm about to like 
see the end of an M. Night Shyamalan movie for the first time. <laughs> One of our little hunties, his name is Chris, gave us a hot tip, which is that apparently, allegedly, Kim Classic is a former stripper, and her stripper name was none other than September. I literally got chill. <laughs> So Sunny had this info in her back pocket. She said she does the research. (laughs) And she was like probably in the moment being like, oh, so Kim went low with the with the joy comment. I'm not going to go low, which also she addresses in her book about Barbara telling her once that when a guest is on the show, it's like having a guest in your home. So you treat them that way. And she talks about how even when there's the urge to go low to the guest, she doesn't do it. And that's Barbara's influence. But I would say this was lower. Well, yeah. But my point is like, it's almost like as soon as Kim (laughs) left. Oh, (laughs) she's not in the house anymore. Yeah, she's not in the house anymore. I can say what I want. (laughs) Yeah. So so, uh, like it's. It's there's no concrete proof that I've been able to find, but it's like internet rumor that her right. husband managed a strip club and that's how they met because she's a stripper there uh-huh. named September. So Sunny was leaving us that Easter egg. Right. I wonder if there's more to it, too, because I feel like just being a former stripper is like great. Like now you're... <laughs> You know, now you're doing something else. That's but great. You know, it's like, that's Sunny's... not shady. But I'm wondering if there's more to it. I think that's it. So, I mean, I guess she is probably, like, shaming her. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being a stripper at all. No, that's, yeah, that's my point. I'm like, I wonder if there's something more there. But it pro- probably is just, she's just throwing shade at her for being a stripper. But it's extremely shady and extremely I funny. can't believe that that is like the the po- potentially that is the explanation for it. It's truly so iconic. It's one of the most <laughs> iconic things I've ever seen someone do <laughs> because it was like so on the low. Like if you yes. if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. I can't believe it. And now I like n- great. There goes my evening because I'm gonna spend the rest of the night figuring out what this like shady business is yeah. that this person was involved in. Because I I wonder if there's more. Yeah. I don't want to believe that it was only her like shaming someone for their their previous career, but I wonder if there's more. I think Sunny's values don't really align with stripper. She's very... That's where her and I... Do, that's the biggest difference between me and Sunny. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to be spending the rest of September thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, as for Kim Classic, you'll never see me again. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some... Hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> So the first one I want to talk about is this topic about Joe Rogan, because mm-hmm. so they were talking about well, Whoopi said that Democrats worry that Joe Biden is playing it too safe, and he needs to find 
different ways to get his message out because apparently Trump agreed to let Joe Rogan moderate a presidential debate, like an unofficial one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were saying, like, would it be a good move for them to go on Joe Rogan's show and debate each other? Um, no. <laughs> Would it be a good idea for them to go on Joe Rogan's show Fear Factor? Yes. yes Would it absolutely. be a good idea for them to go on the podcast? No. Yeah. I honestly, I hate Joe Rogan. And it's in a way that like, I won't even allow myself to like, engage with content related to yes. him. Because it's so triggering to see that exactly. type of personality. Like that is the type of personality that makes me feel like in danger my worst yeah i like I, exactly i can't even go there it's the, like <laughs> yeah the only i know time. it's there and i can't even look at it yeah the only time that i've listened to his podcast is when i was getting into an uber once and <laughs> it was playing and the uber driver was like oh is this okay and i was just like yes oh like it's fine and so i listened to it on my uber drive the That's only it. time I've listened to it was when Miley Cyrus was on it very recently, and like they showed her a clip from Drag Race, and she was like, "Oh, Kennedy," and they were like, "Oh, wait, like you know all their names." don't they all just do the same thing and she was like Splits. yeah but that's kind of what i think about what what y'all do on your shows you all just kind of do the same thing yeah <laughs> and which everyone was, was like ah yeah which like on one hand was great that she was like giving him shit yeah. for being shitty but yeah. why is she on his show in the first place like she this went is on this so... tour of of this of radio and podcast shows uh, like she was on Barstool Sports, she was on Joe Rogan, she was on a couple of other ones. So I, I guess Megan was, was listening to a lot of Miley Cyrus I, that week. <laughs> I think that she was specifically going to like broy, um, not really left uh, of center um, shows because I think that she's like trying to appeal, trying to widen her audience. You know what I mean? I think that she's trying to be like, I'm not that girl who you think I am. I'm the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I so stupid. Like shut <laughs> up. Like pick a side. <laughs> Listen, I was about to say she can't be tamed. Completely not even on purpose, not trying to make the joke. She really But she can't, can't be. be tamed. Yeah. And so she's gonna wear a mullet and go on these shows and be a and and prove that she cannot be put into a box and that's yeah. fine. Anyways, so he's quite the success with his podcast, and (laughs) Megan says that she's a listener, but Mm -hmm. it's weird because he hates The View and is no fan of theirs, because obviously he hates strong women, but Megan said that she somewhat supports this debate happening on his podcast, because she thinks uh, new people need to moderate, and Mm. the way they do the debate is dated, which, like... I don't, I think she's making a good point about like Mm -hmm. possibly different people doing Mm -hmm. debates, but not Joe Rogan. She raised like, I think it was her who raised the point that like, there is a very, very, very big part of America right now that feels disenfranchised from like regular media and they feel like 
people like Joe Rogan and stuff are the only people telling it like it is. And like, those are the real people who aren't doing conspiracy theories and blah, blah, blah. And like, so they just turn blinders on to like regular TV media and stuff. And they only listen to like Joe Rogan and like QAnon forums and stuff. And it's like, I do think that it's something that needs to be addressed because that group of people is growing and growing and is becoming like hundreds of thousands of people. But on the other hand, I'm like, do we want to normalize it in the sense of like giving that person the platform of moderating it, moderating a debate? I don't no. know. No. And no. like, I agree with what Sonny said because Sonny was like, um, well, he's homophobic, transphobic, mm-hmm. misogynistic. He said the N word. He's mm-hmm. racist. I don't know about you, but I think that should disqualify him. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I also love this part where Joy suggested that The View should moderate a debate. But Whoopi was just like, you think that's a good idea, but that's not a good idea. <laughs> that would not go the way you think it would. Or The View. Maybe we could do it. That'd be something. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I, like I don't idea. think we... I, I think we think we could do it, but we'd hear something we didn't like and people's heads would explode. <laughs> Someone would be like, September, that's an interesting name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So another hot topic that we need to talk about Mm -hmm. is Dancing with the Stars. Because it's interesting. On our last podcast, I was like, I wish they talked about Carol Baskin. And then Mm -hmm. the next week they talked about Carol Baskin (laughs) because she is competing on Dancing with the Stars. She's been dancing up a storm. She's the season's controversial figure. Mm-hmm. And um, all it's like unhinged if you watch it. Like her performance is like, she is just as crazy on like in real life on this show mm-hmm. as she was in Tiger King. And they're like theming all of her outfits and performances around tigers and she's totally yes. going playing along with it and everything and in her f- premiere episode the uh family of her missing husband like yeah took dawn's out an ad, family took out an ad being like if you have any information about his whereabouts or or if care if you know carol baskin killed him yeah. let us know isn't there yeah they took it an ad that aired in certain like areas in the states during the show and there is a reward attached to it for a hundred thousand dollars okay work put I your hope. detective hat on <laughs> um but so like i don't think you're watching are you i'm not <laughs> you're correct in your assumption yeah well i am because mm-hmm. i'm i'm watching more like live tv than i've ever watched and so i'm home doing nothing so i watch it and i look forward to it every week because it's like i don't know there's something about like dancing with the stars that already feels like an alternate like unhinged world but then when you add the fact that they're still doing it during the pandemic and like The, the fact that now it's tyra yeah, and the way all the changes that they've made to the show, something about it, like, I wish I could figure out what the root of it is, but, like, gives me, like, this weird feeling where every week I watch it and it makes me want to cry. 
it's hard to describe. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching it. And so they're talking about this on The View. And Joy is like, well, I never watched Tiger King. And I know she doesn't watch mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars. But she was like, I think it would have been good TV to have the husband come back and do the show instead of Carol. And Yeah, she's really like... She really came with, like, an Anna Navarro level of preparedness with this, like, punchline being like, that would have been a great get for ABC <laughs> everyone's reaction. They're like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. He's, he's dead. <laughs> when he's Whoopi not- goes, he's no longer on the planet, Joy. <laughs> yeah. And then Megan is like, she fed him to a tiger. I have no idea what Tiger King oh. is. I never watched it. But what they told me this morning is oh. that um, she's under suspicion and the husband is missing. So what would have been a right. really big coup for ABC was to have the husband on Dancing with the Stars. Now, that would have been good television. Mm. Bring him back. No, I don't know why she was No, there. no, he's, I, he's, dead. he's no, no longer. longer on the planet, Joy. He he's no longer with He got fed to a tiger. Us. Oh, um, I thought he was just missing. Yeah. Oh, I was told he was just missing. No, no. Oh, so he's dead. So No, no. They, she oh, fed yeah. him to a tiger. What did you think, Megan? Did, Alleged, did you watch? Allegedly. Sorry, Sonny. Yes, the prosecutor. It's just like all of them at once going, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> But then Joy gets embarrassed and she was like, oh, well, they told me he was just missing. And she's right. Like, yes, what she was told is right. But there's like a nuance there. If you had watched the show from the show. Yeah, (laughs) she's not what she said wasn't wrong. Yeah, no (laughs) one really. It's not like anyone set her up, but they could have (laughs) whispered in her ear. Yeah. It also was funny, um, Megan was like, I'm watching and I'm rooting for Johnny Weir. You were like, we were talking about how, like, isn't it crazy that Johnny Weir hasn't already done Dancing with the Stars? I had a full, like, um, like a Berenstein Bears type moment where I distinctly remember Johnny Weir being on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> And when I texted you being like, he's been on it, right? Like, am I crazy or like, am I making up memories? And you were like, no, he's been on it. Like, he has to have have been on it. (laughs) Yeah. Googling in real time being like, no, he's never been on it. But I literally have memories of him being on it and us talking about him being on it that apparently I've I've fabricated. (laughs) He's like less relevant now. Like, I know. It's like, why why wasn't he on it like 10 years ago? I well in my mind he was in the life I lived he was <laughs> he was yeah <laughs> he was on it yeah. um I I feel like I can't watch the show ever since the season where it was like Normani Heather Morris um Nancy Kerrigan and like they all just got like they all just got bulldozed and given the worst critiques because they were actually good dancers <laughs> yeah specifically normani and heather and that was so upsetting to me and just like kind of like took the twinkle out of my eye <laughs> now i can't watch it normani like did well but it was like she was clearly the best dancer but yeah. then didn't get the win because like an athlete had to get a, it. A football player came out and did the Kurt Hummel like finger wag and the yeah. shoulder shake and won. And like Heather Morris would come out and do like 18 flips in a row and they'd be like, mm, 
but you didn't smile when you landed it. <laughs> yeah. So and my Normani would come out and like like fly down from the ceiling and land in a split and they'd be like the oh dogs. did yours um did one of your sparkles fall off when you did that <laughs> oh like it was ridiculous and it just like ruined and 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 made me so disillusioned by the whole thing but i wanted to ask you is carol baskin still on it now yeah and the judges had a chance to eliminate her and they chose to keep her but like to your point What's hap- that's what's happening to Monica, Coach Monica from Cheer, mm. is she is getting really harsh critiques from the mm-hmm. judges. And, like, Carrie Ann, so she did, in one of her dance, she was doing, like, a jive. She, like, did a weird, like, cheer jump in the middle mm-hmm. of it. And Carrie Ann Inaba from the talk was, like... Was um, not a fan. She was, like, oh, that, I didn't think it needed that, like... Maybe your cheer fans will vote for you for that, but I didn't need it. And she's getting, like, really harsh critiques. And knowing Coach Monica, I know she's going to, like, keep practicing until all her bones break. Yes. And this is fucking happening at the same time that Jerry from Cheer is, like, being investigated for um, allegedly, like, soliciting child porn, I guess. Yes. Which is just a whole other crazy thing in itself. But and Monica yeah. is just like doing Dancing with the Stars at the same time. It's it's very like it's it's very like <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, everything that's happening lately is like so crazy. So yeah. Like that's what, I think that's like why watching this show makes me want to cry because it's just like watching the most bizarro thing Mm -hmm. ever and like now Tyra Banks is the host and Mm -hmm. every week after the show her name is trending because of everyone hating her so much and being mad that Tom Bergeron was fired yeah I I'm like a lifelong fan of Tyra like and I don't care whether (laughs) she's good at hosting or not like I'm tuning Uh in to see the weird stuff that Tyra is gonna say and do because she's so like you, she's you never that's know that's an entertainer yeah she's an entertainer <laughs> yeah. let me be clear yeah um i love tyra but who so who are you rooting for i'm rooting for coach monica but i think the winner is going to be genie mai from the real oh okay she's mm-hmm. the best dancer i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyways sunny said she's not watching dancing with the stars because of carol king and I, I didn't watch Dancing with the Stars because of Carol King, uh, because Carol I, I just, I prosecuted murder cases. Carol Baskin. Uh, okay, so let me read you the Facebook reaction to this conversation about Carol Baskin. Okay. Uh, so we began with Sharon. Very disappointed that you so-called educated women on The View would not do your homework on this. You would believe a propaganda piece designed to get ratings rather than learn the truth about this topic. Carol Baskin is a tireless worker for the rights of big cats. Joe Exotic and the other big cat owners were cat abusers and killers. It was a hit job on Carol for ratings. The reason Carol Baskin is on the show is to bring attention to the plight of big cats. (laughs) I follow because I do think that Carol got, like, the shit end of the stick where people were, like, rooting for Joe Exotic and, like, hating Carol. I think that they're all bad. They're all bad, yeah. And I don't think that Carol's on the show to 
help cats. Yeah. I think that she's on the show to help Carol. Yes. <laughs> Vicky. Never watched Tiger King and I don't live under a rock. I chose to spend my time differently. Megan, please stop rolling your eyes. It's extremely unprofessional. Also, I never watched Dancing with the Stars. Great. Like, good for you, <laughs> Vicky. Because <laughs> Joy was like, I didn't watch it. And then Megan was like, well, the rest of America did. So uh-huh. like 90% of the comments are like, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> good for you. Like, you probably made bread and did puzzles instead. Like, congrats. <laughs> So, Jackie, I agree. I fell out with Dancing with the Stars when they started being so rude to the dancers. (laughs) You. This is me. (laughs) And had no shame doing it. I think American Idol Simon... (laughs) I think American Idol's Simone ruined how celebs act on TV and how rude they are and what they get away with. When Carrie Ann was so rude to Blue Cantrell, I stopped watching it. Then I just thought after a few years, I would watch my girl Simone Biles dance. And once again, Carrie Ann was a witch. I'm convinced she's a jealous, envious, unhappy lady. She had me with the Blue Cantrell thing. (laughs) It's like she lost me at at saying Simone. She got me back with Blue Cantrell. (laughs) She lost me at calling someone a witch. Simon Cowell. Simone Cowell. Simone Cowell. (laughs) Susanna, not everyone in America has watched Tiger King because not everyone in America has cable TV and Netflix. Sorry, Megan and her bubble doesn't even understand such a concept. The Tiger King was no better than Baskin when all is said and done in that series. Tiger King is a sad state of the nation. Dahlia, no, I have not watched Tiger King either, and so was my boyfriend. So it's Joy, me, and boyfriend never watched Tiger King. He he. <laughs> at least she can laugh at herself. Yeah. Great. All right. So that's all we have for you in this episode. But we will be continuing the fun drama and excitement on our Patreon that I hope you'll all subscribe to. I can't wait. So. Make sure you're following us at Deja the View Pod on social media. Don't be afraid to leave a rating and review on Apple. And until next time, have a great day and take a little time to enjoy September. Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. GOP. Join the hunt. GOP. GOP. Meat and potatoes. GOP.